Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. We're watching um, some footy game mm. in America. The Rams and the San Francisco 69ers play For, whoa, some rubbish game. <laughs> 40. <laughs> 40. Oh. 49ers. But that sounds much more interesting. Yes. A lot of people might pay to see them. <laughs> That's what we were doing. The 49ers. That's much harder to explain to your wife. <laughs> I know the funny part, but I'm actually more interested in the fact that she called it American footy sport. Yeah, well, you're right. Like, there was an intended punchline. But I don't think the punchline is actually the funny part I, here. I couldn't that the guys follow up to that. Like, it, it was that was great. That's awesome. How dialed in is Australia to the NFL? Well, you just find out there. Wow. And I love our I love the ref army. Someone on Saturday morning just uh, tagged me in that on Twitter, and I said, "Yep, using that next week." Thank you very much. That's beautiful. Hey, if. Do my job for me. I appreciate it. If Oklahoma it. City ever gets an expansion team in the NFL, could we be the 69ers? They've been the 89ers. So just not 20 hey. years off of it, you know? Let's go. I don't see why not. I don't you, know. You would lead the country in merchandise sales of any <laughs> professional team out there. Uh, you want to talk about a fight in the locker room for the 69 jersey, <laughs> right? Did anyone at OU while you were there, any offensive lineman ever wear that just to be funny? Well, I'm sure. I'm trying to remember. I'm not. I don't know. Did, I don't know was it Lane it. Johnson? Didn't he? Wasn't he number sixty nine while at OU? I could see Lane that Johnson. Would not be a shot. Uh, wearing that number just to you know claim that number. How about that? See, wow. no one's asking him that at the uh, at the uh, uh, the Super Bowl radio row this week. Gearing up for the American Footy Sport yeah. game this weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Footy Sport. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's great. It is Super Bowl week. I don't know. Have we have we been inundated with ridiculous people asking ridiculous questions? Yes. Or is that over yeah, with? No, no, it's no? not. Um, someone asked Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Eagles today, hey, who on your team would you not want your daughter to date? And he said, uh, my daughter's five. <laughs> So that's the types of those are the types of questions that we're getting. That's a good way to respond. To Someone that. walked up to Jalen Hurts and said, "Hey, man, um, I never thought that you would reach a Super Bowl as a starting quarterback." So, and uh, Jalen Hurts responded, "Yeah, a lot of people didn't think that." And he's like, I- "I'm just here to apologize and say sorry for that." And in the uh, in Jalen Hurts fashion, he just said, "Oh, cool," and then went on. Yeah, the guy should have said, listen, you've turned into a much better footy sport player than I ever thought you were going to be. Well, I don't know. I'm um, marginally excited about the Super Bowl. Um, I've got such Chiefs fatigue, though. Maybe I'm the only one. Well, you can't root for Philly. I know. If you're a good person or a good human. You can't root oh. for Philadelphia to have anything nice. Did you see any of the videos of how their fans were treating the 49er fans at that game? I saw Just how they incredible. were treating the the uh, the relatives of 49ers players, including uh, Bosa's brother. Oh, yes. Just crazy. Crazy. They're uh, the worst fans in sports. 
Who did they play when they won the Super Bowl? They beat the Patriots. Okay. Well, I think the best thing about this matchup is the Chiefs fans that have all come out of the woodwork over the last five years. I I hope it's a bunch of Chiefs fans and Eagles fans that are actually at the Super Bowl, not a bunch of corporate people. Sure. Because that's what the Chiefs fans need. They need some exposure to Philly yeah, fans. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, like the the Eagles are in the NFC, so they probably know about it, but they haven't experienced it firsthand. Oh, jeez. Have Good fun. Stuff. Who do you think every or who do you think OU fans are rooting for? I think OU has the most. I think six players in the Super Bowl, the most uh, out of any college football program. Yeah, OU fans see. rooting for Jalen Hurts to win one or the Chiefs. You got Hurts. You got Lane Johnson, uh, Creed, and Orlando Brown, and some other Sooners. What four Blake guys? Blake Bell, on the Chiefs. James Winchester. Um, I think it could be pretty split down the middle. Who OU fans are rooting for? I think there's a lot of carryover between OU fans and uh, Chieftain fans, right? Uh, more so than Eagles, yes. Yeah. Like, what would you say in this area? The Cowboys are the most popular. The Browns were the most popular three years ago. But now it's the Cowboys, and I think Chiefs could Cowboys, be number two. Chiefs and, and Broncos seem to be, like, your main three geographically. But then, you know, you've got your, your randos that latch on for different reasons for different <laughs> Patriots. players. Yeah. Uh, Who yeah. does that, randos? Myself included. Myself included. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. I think um, – I, I'm interested to see, because it's been like this funny joke going on about who, how many different people are going to claim Jalen Hurts whenever he wins a championship or a Super Bowl. I, I'm kind of, I don't know, but. I, you don't want to claim him? You're hesitant on I this. Don't, I don't know the oh right answer. Oh my gosh. You claim him. Come on. I think. But if everyone else is, doesn't it look – I don't know. I, it's almost cringeworthy if we're claiming something that – Well, other, okay. I think you're claiming him, but you're not trying way – like Alabama is trying very, very hard. Like they are being the most aggressive at the plate right now right. for trying to claim Jalen Hurts. At least OU's not doing that. Like Alabama fans are trying to claim him so hard that they're trying to make themselves forget – that they didn't think it was a big deal that he was leaving Alabama in the first place, right? Right. Um, I can't wait to see how USC handles this if he wins the if he wins the Super Bowl on Sunday. Will not be claimed, and I, I I don't think that's beneath USC. One of well, here's the thing. One of the one of the amazing things that's happened over the last oh calendar year plus is the troll army from OU Twitter. And I think Southern California has got the hint. Like, you cannot, under any circumstances, claim anything yeah. at all that has any connection to Lincoln being at OU. There are states that uh, have banned and are trying to ban TikTok. Twitter has basically been banned in California because of OU fans. <laughs> right. Californians have uh, – they have to go to Instagram or TikTok or anywhere else because they can't use Twitter anymore. No. They can't do it. No. And I just – like they know that if they put something out about Jalen Hurts on Lincoln's account or the Southern California football account, 
that it's it's not going to be any USC fans that are like, yeah, great, awesome, <laughs> let's do it with the next quarterback. It's going to be 100% OU fans just blistering the timeline, right? Which is, you know, there's some comedy to that. I there's like it. There's a lot of comedy to that. Uh, text line's blowing up right now. I've claimed Jalen since he transferred here, and I've been cheering for him all year. I want him to win. He's also incredibly good-looking. Heart eyes emojis, laughing face emoji. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know who that is. Um, it could be. You never know. Uh, you know, How do you feel about Jalen Hurts? Um, Just like a full sweep general, like it's complicated. His, first off, his it's time here, and yeah, it's complicated. Um, I kind of agree with that. He, we've had this conversation before, but it felt like he almost looked down on this program the entire time <laughs> he was here. Like you got this sense of, oh boy, he does not think that this is the same program as Alabama. Like he, he kind of made that pretty obvious. Well, but I think you claim him because he was the Heisman Trophy runner-up the one year that he was here. I, if he had an average season and, you know, it was like third-team All-Big 12, maybe it's different. I, I think you claim the guy because he was Heisman runner-up, took you to the playoff. I mean, it was, it, it was a good year for the most part. He had by far his best collegiate season statistically – at the University of Oklahoma, um, was a one-man show, did a lot of great things, but the relationship one is man show nice one is still I caught it. It's still it's still different. Like I know the year happened. I was there for every single game, uh, fortunately and unfortunately, depending on what game you're talking about. Two and, Mike Gundy references. <laughs> Dang, he's on a roll today. And. Um, you know, it's just it's it's weird. It was a great year. It, I mean, there were some good things that happened. He did some some great things. It was it was super entertaining. But you never felt, and maybe this is something that we've got to get used to in this new era of college football. You never felt connect, or at least I never felt connected to him because of like what you're saying. Um, you know, the smoking the cigar after the Alabama-Tennessee game, you know, just whether it's right or not, the comments about the OU-Texas game. and Like, I remember he, he did that big celebration in the spring game, and someone asked him about it, and he said, no, I, I would never have done that at Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, you know – couldn't do that there, but here, oh yeah, yeah. anything goes. Well, okay, here. I, I think I think this is how it is. So you cl- course, like maybe I was mad because he was telling me the truth, and maybe. I didn't like the truth. You claim him. He played at OU his last year. He ended his college career at OU. He had a great year, Heisman Trophy runner-up. Yeah, and he's at this point, I think, already the most successful former OU quarterback in the NFL has seen. Right, that that actually graduated OU, OU. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he falls very far down the list in terms of most uh, beloved quarterbacks. Like, just think about since 2000. Where does he rank? Josh Heupel, I still think today is more appreciated and more loved. Okay, mm-hmm. Jason White, absolutely. Paul Thompson, absolutely. Sam Bradford, absolutely. Obviously, Baker and Kyler. 
Um, I think you're so Landry wrong. Jones you, could be. you skipped right over the Landry Jones era. I on just said purpose. no. I just I was going back to just said I think even Landry. I know, but you he's skipped like it. fringe top ten in terms of most like quarterbacks <laughs> in the past twenty three years. I, it was a dramatic ending, Teddy. That's why I was saving I Landry Jones for last. It's true. It's true. It's you know it just comes to the um, the mercenary era the one and done transfer in get a good year off to the NFL if you if you have a really good one if not maybe stick around for for another where's Caleb Williams fall in that list that you just went through boy the the painted fingernails has really damaged that has it not the painted fingernails and the uh, shopping quotes I mean well he was number one on the list for Oklahoma fans throughout as soon that as he season. took that ball from Kennedy Brooks he was at number one for a few weeks it's true I dare you to ask Bob Stoops next be like uh not even a question yeah Jalen Hurts was kind of a jerk when he was here didn't you think <laughs> see what he says oh that'll be good all right that's uh Looking forward to talking to Coach Stoops. Coach Stoops joins us next. They're coming up quick. XFL yeah, starts uh, the following Saturday. Coach Stoops is going to have the uh, the opening game, 2 o'clock on Saturday, I believe, the 18th. So uh, we'll chat with him about that. Stay tuned. More from The Rush coming up. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Call ahead for your order, 364-9262. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We talk to him every single Tuesday at 320. He is Coach Bob Stoops. 11 days away until kickoff, Teddy. How about that? February 18th. Getting close. 2 p.m. on ABC. The Arlington Renegades will open up the XFL season. Bob, uh, you had an open practice a couple of Saturdays ago, and from what I could tell on social media, you had a decent amount of OU fans that showed up down there. Yeah, we had a great group of people. I bet there's a couple thousand and uh, local people and uh, definitely some OU people down there as well. So it was great. It was a lot of fun. I had an open practice. They got to see practice, meet a bunch of players afterwards, and it all went really well. Uh, that just made me start thinking about it. Were you guys practicing in ice skates last week? <laughs> I mean, it, it oh. got pretty bad down there, didn't it? It was really bad down here. Uh, it was straight ice for – for the first two days, I guess it would have been Tuesday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, and and everything just shut down. I mean, you couldn't go anywhere. There's not, nothing open and really tough. The third day, it loosened up a little bit, but it was still pretty nasty. So we had three straight days where we had to cancel everything and and uh, sit it out for a few days, let it thaw, and then, then it warmed up and everything's back to normal, you know, the last couple of days. How's it felt just getting back out of the practice field, coaching a team, getting ready for the season? How's that been for just you personally? You know, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm enjoying it. These guys are really, they all love football. That's why they're here. Uh, really a bunch of really good guys to be around. Uh, they pick it all up so quickly. They pick the game up so fast because uh, they've all played so much football. So it's it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, the bottom line, it's all football. You know, the morning review what we're going to do that day during practice, go practice afternoon. You get a couple hours to review what you did at practice and go over it with the guys, and then they're released to go. So it's really uh, really been fun. 
That's good. It's coming up quick. We got the Super Bowl coming this weekend. We got the Chiefs and the Eagles. You got a bunch of uh, players that you coach representing on on both sides. And I was just thinking, you know, we've talked about Lane Johnson. We asked asked about him, I think, uh, two weeks ago whenever we talked to you. Uh, you know, Orlando Brown had a pretty interesting, like, recruitment. He was going to Tennessee, last minute ended up at Oklahoma, kind of got thrown into the mix early as, a, I think, a redshirt freshman. And, boy, he took off, got some attitude, and he turned into uh, a really good player really quickly for you. Well, you think about those two guys, um, Lane, you know, we recruited him, a junior college guy and, uh, you know, uh, quarterback. We thought he'd be a tight end. That wasn't working out. The end wasn't working out. And then, you know, I asked Smitty about, you know, beefing him up. Of course, we already talked about that being a tackle. And now he's an all-pro tackle for multiple years, an incredible story and a great player, great player. And Orlando, yes, called me in the last week of recruiting. We had he and I had a really good relationship in the spring and all, and and we had gotten to be pretty close, just talking and being, you know, and, and all. But he ended up uh, committing to Tennessee, and that was where he was going to go. And then they dropped him, um, you know, in the last week. I want to say, you know, for different reasons, but. In the end, we were able to get him in and got him on, you know, uh, uh, had got him approved. And, and uh, you know, what a story. I mean, he's been a great player for us all those years. And here he is an all-pro again. Uh, I think this is his second or third time. And so I'm just happy for Orlando. Yeah, it's been great. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of stuck. I don't know who to root for. I got too many guys <laughs> on each side, you know, when I look at, Guys, I recruit with Winchester and Blake Bell over there, and and Orlando and uh, Creed. You know all of those guys, and then uh, we got you know Jalen and Lane on the other side. So, am I forgetting anybody? There's quite a few. I think so. you, I think you got it. It's not only hard to know who to root for; it's also hard to know who you think is going to win the game. Uh, I think it's also yeah. going to be a really good matchup. Yeah, Jalen's played so well. You think, you know, with Mahomes' little, you know, some added years on top, you know, uh, above Jalen, but Jalen's been just so exceptional. Um, and the team has been so solid, you know. But, uh, and you wonder, I don't know how, how much the ankle will affect Mahomes. If it does, that'll be a factor just because he's can make so many things happen with his feet. So I, I don't know what to think. Obviously, the. The betters don't know either. It's a tight margin, you know. What is it, a one-point game or one and a half, I think. So, so anyway, it's it's going to be a great game. Coach Bob Stoops is our guest. Uh, game one for the XFL, Saturday, February 18th. Go to XFL.com. Get down to Arlington to see the uh, Renegades debut. Back to the Lane Johnson thing, because when you gave us that, uh, that answer on Lane Johnson moving him to the offensive line, our text line was quick to point out, well, Ask him about the DeMarco Murray recruitment. Like, how did that one get? You saw him dunk a basketball out there in Vegas, and you wanted to offer well, him a scholarship a, after? I, I was at Bishop Gorman to see Ryan Reynolds, who was committed to me already, and we went to see him, and uh, and we were going across the gym, and the basketball team was finishing up practice. DeMarco was a junior, and David White, who was with us for a little while and was a Bishop Gorman head coach, Whitey, we called him. He he convinces DeMarco to get up off the floor. He says, show coach how you can dunk. And DeMarco, you know how 
anyone knows him, how quiet and bashful he can be. He didn't want to, and Whitey finally convinced him to show to go ahead and do it. Well, you know how he comes running from, you know, from about the top of the key or say the foul line. He throws the ball first up against the cement wall and back of the backboard and comes running from the top, top uh, you know, by the foul line. Times up his jump, goes up, grabs that ball in midair, and just crushes it, slams it down into the rattles the rim, the whole backboard shaking. And I was like, wow. So DeMarco's standing just four feet from me, and I'm not allowed to talk to DeMarco because he's a junior. So I looked at Whitey, who was right next to him. I said, Whitey, I'm not allowed to talk to DeMarco, but you tell DeMarco he's got a scholarship at Oklahoma, and he can play any position he wants. (laughs) When you know, you know, right? And I said, anyone that can do that, I said, he can play multiple positions, and he was that kind of athlete, definitely. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's amazing. God, he still looks like he can do it, man. Incredible shape, doing a really good job as running back coach there. Killing it in recruiting. What a story. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, one quick question, finally, before we get you out of here. The the schedule finally came out. And uh, we're going to Cincinnati early in the year. Um, we play UCF at home, you know, middle of October. And then the end of the year, there's a lot of people thought that this was – you know, I don't know, the Big 12 handing it to Oklahoma. I, I wanted to get your take on it. I didn't think it was all that bad, but they go to BYU and then turn around and play TCU at home on a what's going to be Black Friday after Thanksgiving, uh, you know, a six-day turnaround. Did you see anything in the schedule that stood out to you? Or, I don't know, do you think that that's a, a strange turnaround? I, I I didn't think it was all that big, but a lot of people were sure pointing to it. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think it's that big a deal. Uh, I think in the end, what it all gets down to is TV mm-hmm. and and viewer viewership and how many eyes are going to be on us. And the TV, the networks, if they want, there going to be more eyes on us uh, for a good game on a on a Friday after Thanksgiving. Then they're going to do it. And uh, so, um, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't. Uh, I don't get into that. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. If my opinion was going to make a difference, I'd say it. But it doesn't really. Uh, that's the schedule. But we'll go play it. Yeah. Well, um, you know, it's we only play one game in the state of Texas, which was interesting. It's crazy. The OU Texas game in Dallas. That's the only game that we play in the state of Texas. And you know, I don't well, know. I didn't realize that. That is. Uh, that is. Amazing. Yeah. First time since yeah. 95 you and, only played one game. And state. we have two road games in Oklahoma at Tulsa and at Oklahoma State. So we play eight games in the state of Oklahoma and only one in Texas. Just really weird the way that unfolded. You, you play the same amount of games in Ohio as you do the state <laughs> of Texas this year. Right. You, you, yeah, played, yeah, you played at Cincinnati in 2010. Um, I've never been to Cincinnati before. I think there's a lot of OU fans that have never been to Cincinnati before. How's, how's that town? Well, let me tell you, it's it's one of the better towns there is. It's a it's a great old town, and uh, it's worth the trip. Believe me, it's a really fun city. A bunch of, uh, you know, bunch of different areas to to stay and to walk around in, and and then, uh, you know, uh, nice nice stadium to play in. So it's 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 worth the trip. Definitely, that'd be a, that'd be a place I w- I would go if I hadn't been there. Mm-hmm. I've been there plenty. Yep. Well, Coach, uh, we appreciate you stopping by. I'm anxious to see you guys get out there on the field coming up 11 days, uh, the 18th, 2 o'clock's the opener. Um, Going to be awesome, yeah. Coach. Hopefully we get a bunch of Sooners from Norman and OKC to come down and see us. Root us on. 
It'll be fun. Will do. Can't wait, Coach. Appreciate it, guys. See you. Right. Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. All right. Uh, Are you at least a little annoyed about DeMarco? Look, what man. What do you mean? If I can throw the ball up against the wall and just flush it while the ball is midair, you don't even have to ask me to dunk in front of people. I, you know, it's like, come on, man. Like, he, he ended up dunking it, had to get talked into. It's like, I'd, I'd be showing it off every chance that I could get. Yeah, well, here's the thing, man. I, that's not an easy – it's obviously a very difficult dunk, and it requires a lot of moving parts, and you're being put on the spot whenever you're not ready for it, probably not warmed up. I don't know. Like, that's a that's difficult to just stand up and do, so I can understand why he was hesitant. But, you know, also, I will say this. Sometimes when you get put on the spot like that and you got Bob Soup standing there, you yeah. get that jolt of adrenaline oh, yeah. and yeah. you're looking into the rim when you're about to dunk it. Uh, I just love that the That's coach awesome said, though. hey, just show him uh, show him that you can dunk. And he just doesn't just dunk it. He does yeah. a dunk that would have been a 9.5 or a 10 in the All-Star game. Yeah, least shocking thing I've ever heard whenever he described that dunk to me with, uh, with DeMarco. Yeah. Uh, that's that's such a cool story, though. I mean, you know what? That's the common thread, though, it sounds like, with a lot of these players that turned into, you know, just fantastic players. They just – they were great athletes. You didn't know exactly where they were going to fit. We talk, He's talked about Dan Cody. He's talked about Lane Johnson. Um, now DeMarco. I, you, whenever you see the athlete, you know. And then whenever you get them there on campus – you find a spot for him. Yeah, I feel like Brent, or create a spot for him. I think Brent is definitely trying to recreate that. You had the late offer to Taylor Heim. It kind of felt like it was this guy's just an incredible athlete. I'm going to go offer him at his basketball game. Like, There's a bunch of like six four, yeah, like two fifteen to two forty five pound I, players. I, I definitely think that they saw that with PJ Atabare. Before he was even a three-star, they said, yeah, this kid, long arms. He ended up being well, a five-star, but I think that they evaluated that before anybody else did. Oh, yeah. Did. Well, out of Barre, um, you mentioned the Heim kid out of Bethany. It's Bethany, right? Yeah. Um, what about the the kid out of Tennessee, Taylor Wine? Yeah. He's yeah. the same yeah, thing. Yeah, same thing. That's kind know? of a later scholarship offer. Yeah. Uh, the kid in Nebraska, the the tight end athlete, like they're all there's a bunch of guys that kind of fit into that category. Are they offense? Are they defense? Are they edge? Are they backer? Are they safety? You don't really know. And you don't really care until you get them here and, and see how they move and find a spot for them. Because I mean, and I think that that is um there's a lot of like if you play at Bethany or you play smaller high school football like wherever you play there's a chance you can play two to three different positions like mm-hmm. I don't think that you just have to be so super specialized in high school to be a player at this level yeah sometimes you just find a great athlete uh, we'll figure it out we'll, we'll we'll figure it out he'll he'll fit in somewhere and Bob had a really good hit rate with that yeah yep for sure mm-hmm. all right quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hit the text line 651-3439. We'll be back. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. The word is spreading. and the- You've got that expectation going in. And I really, no matter what, you're going to say you like the movie. But it feels like even though it's a guaranteed you like it, it will never be 
what the other person Correct. built it up to. Correct. Unless it's Top Gun 2. That one actually did live up to everything. It did. It did. Our, second, I still believe- our second Top Gun reference of the week. I hey. Hopefully there's more. I'm I am not ashamed to say this at all, but that's one of the that may be the best movie I've seen in a decade. I don't think that's like you're talking about new movie that you've seen in a yeah, decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's a very hot take. Yeah, I was shocked. Even after everyone told me how good it was, I was shocked. How good Youngstown it was. is a long way from Cincinnati. Uh, Sooner Todd, Cincinnati sucks, just like the <laughs> Bengals. <laughs> yeah, Youngstown is right next to the Pennsylvania border, northwest of Pittsburgh and southeast of Cleveland. Boy, that is a. I'm looking at it here on. The old phone, and that is a jaunt. Skyline chili is horrible. It has either nutmeg or cinnamon in it. If you like an overbearing cinnamon taste in your chili, then it's great. 5808. Man, you guys got opinions on this. Huh. Taylor Heim versus wine is going to confuse fans. I know. Yes, it, it already absolutely confuses me. Is. And I think they're, what's their measurables? Are they measurable? Like, do they look very similar? Uh, wine is. You gotta hope bigger. they play different uh, positions. Taylor, and really, on, on the opposite side of the ball is what you gotta hope for. Yeah, the the wine kid is he's gonna. I think he's gonna be a big hand down defensive end when it's all said and done. But I guess you never know. Yellowstone has lived up to the hype. Not a movie, but yes, I do agree. Love uh, did I see today that they're it's done? Nuh-uh. It's no, 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 no. They're in the, uh, well, maybe after this season, yeah. but they're in the mid, like the second half of this new season has to be released, uh, right, released right. later on. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, but I guess there's no more seasons coming it, really? with huh. Costner. But Matthew McConaughey. Stop it. Like, I don't know if they're going to no do another way. spinoff don't or what. Don't say that. Because, Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Let's ruin it with Matthew McConaughey. Great idea, I don't guys. know, dude. Now, come on. He he's had some very no he's been great in some things. True Detective was awesome. True Detective I, was great. I won't even let my bias towards Matthew McConaughey and the University of Texas say otherwise than that. He he's great. It's just there's some uh, things he's good in. Man, there's I don't other know. things where he maybe overdoes it a little bit. I just don't think he can go from Costner to to McConaughey. I don't think that works. Hmm. I don't know. But he I'm may not, surprise I'm you. I'm not going to let that get me upset today. He may surprise mm-hmm. you. He 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 could do some some pretty good stuff. Kendall says, "What are your guys' thoughts on the rumors of Porter going to Notre Dame?" Yeah, in case you haven't seen that, that was a tweet from a coaching changes. That's an account on Twitter that I had never seen before. Yeah, it's got like over twenty thousand followers or so. I, that doesn't necessarily have to mean anything these days, right? But, uh, yeah, the tweet, I'm trying to find out exactly. Okay, we are told Porter Moser is doing everything he can to get the Notre Dame job and that Indy is equally interested. This seems likely to occur, and if so, expect Grant McCaslin and Paul Mills to get well-earned long looks by OU. Kellen Sampson could be very involved, too. Are you believing that Porter Moser is doing everything he can to get the Notre Dame job? Well... I don't. I don't know. What does that mean? About all you can do is have your agent reach out to the athletic director and show your interest. Other than that, like, what else can you do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like you can go mow their yard for them and you know 
do some touch-up paint, change the oil in the car. You can start recruiting their area to uh, set up your next recruiting class like another guy oh, that I know. Man. That's how you can do it. Look at look at you sliding uh, Lincoln Riley reference If Porter's uh, recruiting in the state of Indiana in the next few days, then start to get alarmed. Yeah. <laughs> Will do. Oh, uh, you know, because he's – I'm sure – did his family move down here with him? Porter Moser's family? Yeah, they did, right? Yeah, his daughter is on the women's basketball team. His son uh, is a senior at Norman North. and Maybe he has another son as well, but yeah, okay. yeah, they did. I was about to say, like, if he's taking a lot of trips back to Chicago to see the family, then... Uh, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's a little bit different. Here's the deal. Porter, I think um, Jeff Goodman said it. $9 million buyout right meow, mm-hmm. but I think in April it's $6 million. And I had Jeff Goodman on a couple Saturdays ago on one of our pregame shows, and I asked him, I'm like, hey, is this legit? And he said, well, you know, Notre Dame's a football school just like OU's a football school. Yeah. Would they want to shell out $6 million in buyout money to get Porter away from OU? That's, that's a lot of money. What's the situation with Notre Dame's coach right now? He's retiring at the end of the year. Okay, so they don't have – it's not like they're paying money to fire someone and then no, having to yeah, pay yeah. money. Okay. Right, 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 right. So that makes that a little more palatable. But, you know, I think also some of it comes maybe – what do you think Porter's standing is right now with Joe Castiglione, the administration, as far as like – Obviously, I don't think he's getting fired. Good. I don't think he's getting fired at the end of this year. Right. If I, you want me to go more detailed than that, I can. I guess what I'm saying is, if if Porter Moser came to them and said that he's interested in the Notre Dame job, would they hold him hostage for the nine million, or are they also interested in maybe moving on as well? I guess is what I'm saying. Like. It, no, I see what you're is saying. Is there a chance for movement on it, that it number? It would be six million six by million, that time, right. but you know, whatever. Um, I don't think that they would be looking to say, "Hey, we'll cut that deal down to three and a half million for you, Notre Dame, if you want to keep it, just to get him out of here." Right now, I, I like what's the current situation. I don't think that he's going to get fired at the end of the year, but I think if he's here, and I would expect him to be here, I think he goes into year three with. Very high expectations of, hey man, like we understand the challenges that you have, but we need to get back to the NCAA tournament. I guess what I'm saying is this: what is the buyout after next season? That I don't know. Um, if, if it goes from nine to six in April, maybe like from down to three million. Okay, let's say it's three I, million. I don't know. Let's say it's three million, and the Notre Dame has moved on. They've already hired someone. Like that, that would be the job that makes a lot of sense. People have said that before. He's Chicago area. He's been there, you know, big chunks of his life. Happy there, loves it there. Um, but if 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 you don't think next year, like there's anything that's really big on the horizon that you feel like next year is going to be like a super successful year. Which, by the way, I still believe it's going to be an SEC year. Um, I guess no, that's not right. No, they'll no, no, they'll, no, that's, that's, they'll they'll play right. basketball at least that's one right. more year in the Big Twelve. Um, but I think that's next year's Big Twelve basketball season right. will be their last. But what I'm saying is like if you still if if you think that there's a decent chance that it's not gonna improve vastly and you may be moving on, 
Like that's just, even if it's just three million and the buyout is three million after next season, that's a swing of six million dollars. That yeah. if you cut it down and he like literally wanted the Notre Dame job that bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like I, I don't think that this report is true, but we're also just taking it as the gospel that Notre Dame is really seriously this interested in Porter. Right. Like, it makes sense for Porter because he's from the Chicago area, and if he's wanting to leave, like, that'd be a really good landing spot. But are we so sure that Notre Dame wants to pay a buyout for a guy that is at a program where the past, what, four head coaches have at least been to an Elite Eight? Yeah. And he won't be in the NCAA tournament the first two years? Like, I, I still think Porter's a good coach. He proved that at Loyola Chicago, going to a Final Four and a Sweet 16. I'm just wondering, like, how real is the interest from Notre Dame? Well, here's the Fair thing. Fair question to ask. Like, okay, if I were – like, I don't even have to, like, be Porter's agent. Like, this is kind of the reality of the position. Like, think about when he took over and what went down and COVID and, like, had to put together an entire new – new basketball roster. It hasn't been a good, easy transition. Fair. And I don't think that's very difficult if you're able to sit down with someone and actually get that interview and explain what exactly went on and what some of the obstacles you've had are and why you think this would be a much easier transition and why you, why, why your plan would be much easier to implement. You know, I and I don't know what Notre Dame's situation is right now, but um, man, I I don't know. I think you can. I don't think it's that difficult to to explain why Oklahoma is in the situation they are right now, like with the COVID season and all of the transfers that Oklahoma had before he took over. I he would have had to just hit home run after home run in the portal to be able to you know, to put something really special out there, and it just hasn't happened. How so. dark is it right now? Let Moser go and hire Chris Beard, <laughs> says the text line. <laughs> oh, boy. Yikes. Uh, now that's – so he just planted the seed. There's going to be a Man. lot of people out there going, eh, okay, no, not a bad idea. All right, we got to hit a break. Quick timeout, more from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service. Now you can't beat that. Be sure to check out the lineups for Buick and GMC and get top dollar for your trade. So take a little drive to big savings. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or dorsey-jonesbuickgmc.com. Do you know the harmful effects mold can have on you, your family, or your workplace? Hey, it's Chris Plank from my friends at Cavens Maintenance Group. If your home or business was recently affected by the cold temps and you had a pipe break or flooding, there could be a possibility of mold, which can have harmful effects on you and your family. 
Cavens test your home or business to make sure everyone is safe. Call Cavens today in Oklahoma City at 405-573-3048 or in Tulsa, 918-282-7612 or visit CavensConstruction.com. Entrepreneurs and more Norman in South Oklahoma City have an experienced business partner in their neighborhood. More Norman Technology Center's workforce and economic development team understands the challenges entrepreneurs and small businesses face every day. From building an effective business model to hiring the right employees and managing cash flow, more Norman's business development experts can help you move forward confidently and thrive knowing that you have a skilled partner at your side. Learn more about More Norman's Technology Center by calling 405-801-5000 or visit us online at mntc.edu. Don't miss your chance to catch the number one ranked Oklahoma Sooners softball team this spring. The Omni Hall of Fame Classic Tournament at USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium in OKC will take place March 17th through the 19th. Tickets start at just $20 and are available now at Soonersports.com slash tickets. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the internet's most beloved pets, and they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. For three generations, the John M. Ireland and Son Funeral Home and Chapel in Morris continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first responders. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices. We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home. Award-winning funeral home year after year, our family believes in serving the people of our community. I'm John Ireland. And I'm Solon Daniels. You've, You've got, got our, our word on it. Every three hours, somebody is hit by a train in the United States. Many of these incidents involve new drivers. A train hitting your car would be like this hammer hitting a full can of soda. What? Actually, Tommy, a train hitting your car would be like a car crushing a soda can with you and all your passengers inside. Pay attention to crossing signs and warning signals and always expect the train at any railroad crossing. Go check out our full video and enter to win prizes at oli.org slash drivesafe. Watch the big game on Sunday, February 12th at Revolutions at Heyday. Big game, bigger deals. $1 pep and cheese rolls, 57 cent wings, or $6 pitchers in person only. Or you can order their two to-go deals, the rookie package for $40, or the all-star package for $78. The best way though to watch the big game is at Heyday and Revolutions in Norman or Bricktown. Plumbing problems got you down? Norman Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing has your back. Tired of taking that freezing cold 30-second shower? We can handle it. That nasty cold weather burst your pipe? We can fix that too. At Norman Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, no job is too big or small for our team of experts. So give us a call or visit us online at normanair.com. That's normanair.com, the heating, air conditioning, and plumbing company you can count on. Does your disability make it harder to find a job? Yes, absolutely. DRS can help. DRS is Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services. DRS empowers job seekers with disabilities. 
who really want to work. So employers like us really want to hire them. Now we're taxpayers. Contact DRS. DRS can help. Contact DRS, 800-487-4042 or okdrs.gov. Cavens Construction, bringing you this hour of The Rush, CavensConstruction.com for all of your home or office needs. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line, and we brought up the uh, the schedule with uh, Bob Stoops earlier, and you know one thing to note from that, I didn't notice this until today, TCU's final five games, check this out. Okay. Final five games for TCU, who was just in the national championship game. At Kansas State, uh-huh. at Texas Tech, mm. Texas at home, Baylor at home, at Oklahoma. Oof. I love that the Big 12 said, all right, nice job, guys. You made it all the way to the national championship. We're going to absolutely make sure that you don't do it again with the back end of your schedule. You play the God. what I think is probably going to be the top five. You That could be your top five in the conference next year. Top and five of the three conference. Three of them are on the road. And – you still, that's not even counting having to go to Iowa State, which, you know, I don't know where Iowa State's going to finish in, you know, win total, uh, you know, next year. What I do know is if you beat them, and this is for anyone, you're going to beat them by three, and it's not going to be an easy game. Um, you know, I last year, I think what they blew them out. In, you know, I think it was the last game of the year, Iowa State finally threw in the towel, but every other game they played was like a three-point game. Should have beat Texas. And, yeah, and, and they'll be better next year. So, yeah, you – Should have beat uh, – probably should have beat Kansas. Yeah. Well, did beat Iowa, right? Did, uh, <laughs> did beat Iowa finally, yes. They finally beat Iowa, which they haven't been able to do even whenever they had their best years – they finally beat them, and then they Didn't have their worst. Did even make a bowl game last year? Yeah. They're like five and seven. Have yeah. their worst year. It's crazy. It's not easy being an Iowa State fan, you know. No, it's really not. Yeah. Um, that Brian Ferentz thing is just still so fascinating to me. It's crazy. They released that publicly. Never mind that that's the actual contract. The fact that they released that publicly. Whew. Yeah, it's like we're holding him his feet to the fire. No, actually, you give him a super low bar, and he gets a pay raise if he hits it. <laughs> Quick time out. Hour number two is next. 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and 99.3 FM, K257DA, the Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available.